What's up, Craig? Hi, Craig. Welcome to Olympia, the land where things happen, but we don't care because tangents. Hi, guys. Hello. There's my camera. I set up in a different spot because I've been kind of stuck here, but it's great. It's so condensed. So we exited, or you guys were just coming out of the stable, the night stable, and then that's where we called it, or I called it. So we have, it is about, I want to say, four-ish in the afternoon. I hold my fingers up to the horizon to measure the difference between the sun and the horizon. It's like, yes, we have approximately two hours and 15 minutes until sunset. <laughs> Roger. Um, and as far as we can tell, we don't know where Proto is. He went somewhere down the, or he went somewhere. There was a window open, and it really freaked out Sue's. And then you guys went up and met with Sai. And then Toby killed a whole bunch of girls who were in the cave. And Samita's the best rogue. And then... I murdered all the girls. I killed a guy. Um, and then Toby also gave Sue's the recipe for tacos. And then you guys told her that you were going down the hole and that you'd be back whether... Or after you see if Predo is down there or not. Also, you have Scampers and Boss. Yes, I was just going to say, I, I, I get Scampers. I'm like, come on, boy. I'm going to go check out this hole. You guys are leaving. This is still the first day. Or you guys have spent two nights there. The very first night and then a full day. And then Predo got kidnapped. And this is now the afternoon after him being kidnapped. Yes. <sighs> So many things to try to remember because timelines are important. No, they're not. That's a lie. Welcome to D&D. Continuity. It's just so that you know which episode is which based on where I am in the rent. It's really bad. I, I blame my pen. Okay. I should have set up more. All right, Toby. Where? Are you ready to meander down this gaping hole? Oh, yeah. Is very. Is there a big enough path to ride our majestic? Yeah, so the hole itself is roughly 30 feet across, and on the side spiraling like a corkscrew, or round ramps on tall parking structures, it's about 8 feet wide on each side. I didn't make a map for it because Perfect. it's a circle. We can use our imaginations, I hope. Um, and then... Unlike the last time that I tried to play through this campaign, we're actually going to go to the bottom because I scripted. I jump. Geronimo! Okay, so it's about eight feet wide that the ramp sticks out, and that eight feet will leave a 816, so a 14 foot hole down the middle. And it's almost a perfect cylinder the entire way down. All right, I'm going to start heading down. The whole riding my trusty scampers. Question. Answer. Are you riding on or are you walking down with? I'm going to ride on. Definitely riding on. Okay, just wanted to make sure. Um, all right, so as you guys are going down, you guys run into a few little slimes and a bat here or there tries to attack, but, you know, boss and scampers, they're giant six-foot bunnies and they like to eat stuff, so... They swat them and take care of it for you on your guys' way down. Nom nom. Yeah. Um, when you guys finally get down to towards the bottom, it's been about 
five or six hours since you've started before you actually get towards the bottom. And you can tell that it's the bottom because you can see from the blackness that has occurred since you're so far underground, there's an orange glow coming from the bottom. As you guys get lower and lower, you can feel warm air and it starts to get quite warm indeed. And by the time that you get about maybe two rings left before you hit the very bottom, you can finally make out what it is. And that part's done. Uh, clear your pieces. Oh boy. <laughs> so, the only part that we are concerned about is this little bit right here in the middle. This area. So, this is where the ramp thing kind of comes down. Okay. And so, that's where you guys will start. And let me just give you a little bit of that scenery, because I also wrote that down. Or typed it out. Yay! All right. So, I've decided to call this place the Temple in the Hole. It was going to be the Holy Temple, but I was like, no, not not the week before Easter. That's no. <laughs> I have some class, and my skin isn't orange. Anyway, um, so this outer structure, or what you see, is unlike most of the statues, or all of the statues that you've seen so far, this isn't white marble. It is like granite it is dark gray almost blackish it's got little rivers of white that, that run through it and it's not very large it kind of just okay, for you're breaking up on my end i'm not sure about you yeah it's breaking up for me too yeah you might have to start over <clears throat> okay Take how far two. did i get okay you were describing the marble not all like okay so the outer structure is just a dark gray marble. It's very ashy. It's got white rivulets of small little rivulets of white streaks that run through it, kind of as marble is. And in the very center of it, it's round. It is the entire 14 feet exactly the same size as the hole above it. Almost, not almost, it is exactly to the size of the when the ramp comes down towards the bottom, it is seamless in size. There is zero gap. In the very center is a statue of a very large person wearing an obsidian cloak. Um, the, there are walkways to the statue from the four cardinal directions. Those are the only thing that seem to hold it up above the what appears to be a pool of magma. You can walk around this. The entire area is considered to be dim light. Okay. Did that occur for you? Well, yes, it did. Okay. I think my mic sensitivity might also be off, and that might be why I'm cutting. That's going to make for a fun edit. <laughs> there are two people watching, but nobody's saying hi. Well, one hi of peoples. them. I think those two people is just me and you. Oh, okay. Hi, us. Hi, me. <laughs> we know a high me. Okay. So everything came through. So we get to that you guys have at. Your turn to talk. Ooh, this place is kind of dank and creepy, isn't it, Toby? Yeah. Can you see? Uh, kind of. I don't have the best night vision. So mm -hmm. when I say the entire place is dim, I mean, it's not dark enough that you'd have trouble seeing and the light source is there the entire way. So you're not obstructed, it's just not fully bright. 
it's like having a have you ever put your smart lights on red and full brightness where you can see but it's not all that great that's the kind of light that it is okay yeah and there's a statue in the middle yes and the only part of the statue that you can see is a little chin area of a face the rest of it is draped in beautifully carved black obsidian it is just all kinds of sparkly and pretty and glossy and it looks very ethereal could i maybe like investigate the statue to see like what do you want to find or figure out just if i can figure out like what the statue is of uh go ahead and give me a history check or history or religion whichever one you have higher oh they're the same so it is a crit fail you do not recognize it I, this one's going to be very simple. It, nothing's bad. It's either going to be a pass or fail. Well, it's definitely uh, a fail. Yeah. So just you don't recognize it. Uh, does Samita want to try? Well, yes, I would. Uh, did you want to do history or religion? I think I'll do religion. Okay. Yeah, it shouldn't. It doesn't make a difference for me. So here we go. 12. Okay. So you would recognize the statue somewhat um it would be the cloak of the lord of the underworld but that's all you can really get nothing more specific just that this is the deity associated with the underworld gotcha and so is this cloak removable or is it just part of the statue it is a part of the statue so from what you can tell no the black cloak of the statue doesn't come off interesting all right toby keep close behind me let's investigate see if we could find our best friend proto okay um one second and i am no longer riding my were rabbits are you gonna leave are you leaving scampers over here no i'm gonna bring scampers with me oh you're just not gonna be riding so if you guys remember i i took your crossbow or your yeah your bolt crossbow there we go yeah. <clears throat> and uh, I was kind of tinkering with it, kind of looking at it and stuff. So how long did it take us to get down to the base of this? Like five or six hours. Okay. So? Like, it's been a journey. You guys would have been able to have taken a long rest since you are riding. We'll give that to you guys. I wanna... Just because you might need it, depending on how this plays out. I haven't quite decided yet. So I'm going to uh, I'm gonna give it back to Samina and be like, hey. Smita, mm-hmm. I, uh, here's your crossbow. I uh, I noticed that there was something kind of weird about it. Like it didn't need this piece, and I show him like this separate piece that I'm holding. I was like, I hey, it shouldn't need this, but it should work like, a lot better now. Like you just broke off a piece of it and you handed it back. And uh, he's like, it should work a lot better now. You you don't even need bolts for it. Anymore. Oh really? Is it just fire magic missiles? Sort of. Let me look here. I'm trying to. Magic projectiles, not magic missiles. You still have I to suppose. hit. <laughs> I guess. Hold on, I need to look up the repeating shot for some reason. Repeating. <clears throat> okay, so your crossbow is now a magic weapon. It's a plus one bonus to attack damage. Uh, okay, so this magic weapon grants a plus one bonus to attack and damage rolls made with it when it's used to make a range attack, and it ignores the loading property if it has it. If you load no ammunition in the weapon, it produces its own, automatically creating one piece of magic ammunition 
to range attack. The ammunition created by the weapon banishes the instant after it hits or misses the target. Okay, so it gets plus one to hit, and then it has it creates its own ammunition when you fire it. Its um, own magical ammunition. Yeah, so it's just meant. Yeah, you don't even have to fire your cro- like load your crossbow, and it's uh, just a plus one bonus to attack and damage. So yeah, plus one to hit, nice. plus one to damage. Um, as an add-on, just because I did like how it played out before, um, I do want you to still have the ability to load a bolt in it if you want to. For instance, if you wanted to attach like a grappling hook, or, or Toby makes one that explode, not explodes. Toby makes one or something. Sounds good to me. Very specific. You having a physical, yeah. I want you to retain that ability for it. Otherwise, it's just automatically reloaded with another magical bolt. Can we just say that you have to say pew in order to get it to fire the magical one? (laughs) Perfect. I 100% endorse this. Okay, so yeah, I'll give him back his crossbow, and I'll follow right behind him. And are you going to be on boss, or are you leaving boss? If there's enough room, then yeah, I'm on him. Okay. Yes, there is enough room. Oh, yay, cool, it popped up. How's he look? Does he look scared or anything, or is he just chilling? Uh, um, he is doing fine, pretty chill. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna peek around this corner and see if I spot anything. And no, not that one. And you see a little fluttery glow just wisp past the hallway, leaving behind a faint glow of. I think I wanted to do it of a faint blue. Well, that's right, peculiar. Did you see that, Toby? Yeah, what is it? You think it was like a firefly? I don't know. You should definitely check it out. Because nothing bad ever happens from checking out mysterious objects. And as that happens, another one seems to float through this wall in front of you. It comes and through the wall? Right there. Yep. Oh, shit. And it uh, goes back. What? What is that? I have no idea. Can uh, I do an arcana check? Are you trying to see what it is? Yes, I'm trying to see what it is so that will be an investigation check i suppose because it's kind of hard to see like just to see if you can make it out 18 okay it looks like a glowing little ball of green flame of a pale green flame very interesting hi richard hi did you richard oops i'm gonna very slowly make my way around this corner just keeping my wits about myself. Okay. And as you do that, you see another one kind of float up. And this time it circles the both of you. And then it darts around the corner. If I'm not... Oh, they look friendly. They're not attacking us. This is true. I must say, in my years of experience, I have yet to encounter something like this. I think seeing that thing come out of the wall, I think I want to like try to touch the wall. Is my is it just seem like a regular rock wall to me? It is. Yes, a rock wall. Um, it feels more heavily dense. Um, uh, what is your subrace? Oh, um, oh, son of a bitch! I'm a rock gnome. Okay. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't know what that means. Hold on. <laughs> so, um, on your racial traits, you have something about when you're surrounded by rocks and underground and stuff like that. As a rock gnome, you have natural inventiveness and hardiness beyond that of other gnomes. If whenever you make an intelligence check, it doesn't really... Okay, Um, because I know deep gnomes get a thing about they get advantage while in rocky terrain. 
Um, I just have dark vision, gnome cunning, and then my artifact. Okay. Three. <clears throat> okay. Um, as you go in, another one seems to flutter through. This time it enters from the way behind you and just floats right in between you and disappears down this hallway. Um, so, I also do want to let it be known that the dim light just seems to per- it's almost as if the rock walls in here are reflecting all the glow and everything is bathed in a like pale-ish soft red where you can see but not really. Interesting. And when I say that these things are green, I mean like they are green that you can see even with the red overglow. Like they are green. Green. Yes. Like three syllable green. <laughs> All right, from here, I'm going to see if I can spy anything in this room across from me. Into room number three? Yes, sir. Okay, so in room number three, you see just the dancing little green ball. Ah, nope. Sorry, technical difficulties from using in split screen. And forth, floating through the air. And then it kind of floats around here and it dips back inside. All right, Toby. Yeah. I'm going to try and touch it. You they seem friendly enough. You think maybe they know where Proto went? It might. It's worth a shot. And as soon as you go past that corner, this one also comes out and kind of just I'm dances gonna, around you. I'm going to look and say, uh, hi, my name's Toby. Do you know where Proto went? And it's just going to quietly dip back into this room. And you can see the glow coming off of these things. Oh, yeah. They also glow for five feet, and it is bright green. I probably should have mentioned that. So you can see these things very, very well. Then there is... Okay, wait. What are you guys doing? Because I'm loading this up because I'm not playing this well. What are you guys <laughs> So I, I look back at Samita, and I go, should we just... Should we follow? Oh, can't hurt. So, yeah, I'll just follow this, the one that was around me, and what do I see in the room? Okay, so in room number one, you, you see a whole bunch of unlit torches. They're all quite dry, or they are not damaged, and they look to be somewhat old, but still usable. <clears throat> and I still see that green thing? Yes. So I'm going to... Just look at it and said, uh, can I have one of these? And I kind of point to one of the torches. And as you do, it kind of flittles over and the torch lights up in green. And as it lights up, the little ball of flame seems to just hold it up and holds it in front of you. Almost as if to put it in your hand. I'll grab it. Okay. And as soon as you do, the little green guy disappears? Yes, the little green guy poofed. He pieced out, but he poofed out. <laughs> poofed out. But is the yeah. torch still lit with the green the, light? The torch is still lit with a green light. Cool. Then I turn uh, to look at Samita. I'm like, maybe they are friendly. Maybe. I'm going to grab one of the other dried torches on the wall and just keep it with me. There are about four more lying about. <laughs> Uh-oh. 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 Okay, Uh-oh. I have audio. Wait, can I hear now? I don't know. Can you? Can you? <laughs> Okay, now, yes, I was having audio issues. You know what, I have a, I have, I'm, I'm curious. I'm going to grab all of the torches and bring them with me. Okay. 
you now have four unlit torches. Yay. So if there's okay. nothing else in the room, I guess we'll go back and I'll I'll go back in a, over here and see if the other one is still there. Okay. And okay. as you do, another one just floats on down through here as you're in the hallway before you step into the room. And then it just floats through. And before you have a chance to check into that room, you see the same one float through this one and disappears out of your sight again. And now you may continue moving. So I just am going to need you guys to take a quick little stop every time you enter and exit each room. Okay, so I will enter this room. Yep. And when you enter that room, you see, let's see, what was in room number three? Which bag do I grab from? Yay. Okay, so now in that room, you see huddled in the corner a giant snake-looking statue. Or oh, a statue. Oh. What appears to be a statue of a coiled snake. There we go. Samina. Yeah. Is it real? I don't think so. We should check it out. You're the one Give with the torch. Me. Stealth Is this the green thing? Check. So before you guys go too far in, I need a stealth check from each of you. Okie dokie. 13. That is a... Ooh, a 19 plus... Okay. 19. Okay. You succeed. And when you guys are in there, you see the green light immediately rush up. And it circles around the green torch that Toby is holding. And then goes to float next to Sumita. And then just comes to rest just above uh, Scampers' ears. Above the crown of his head. I pull out one of my torches and just point at it. Like, mm -hmm. huh? Huh? And as you do, your flame or your torch does light green. And this floats out of the room and poof. Poof. Alright, I'm gonna I'm gonna saunter up very slowly to this statue to get a closer look at it. Oh okay. be careful. Give me a stealth check. <clears throat> a one. Oh, no. Okay. You you did not pass. The worst rogue. <laughs> Samita is the bestest rogue. <laughs> so good at doing all the things. So what ends up happening is that you get up close trying to touch it, and you kind of lose sight of the floor because it's uneven and kind of rocky, and you kind of stumble a little bit, and you end up accidentally touching this statue. Good thing the statue was here. I would have I wouldn't have caught myself. I would have fallen and embarrassed myself. Oh, it's a statue. Do you see that in character? Yes. Just Give muttering me a deck save. Oh boy. And this is happening before Toby moves. Oh. I, I I want that to be known. I only got a five. Okay. As you try to recover from like stumbling over, um, you push yourself off the statue, and it almost feels as if the statue started to move, and it did. Give me... Nope, I'm not going to make you roll right now. You're the statue of a giant stone, or what appears to be a statue of a giant snake, now seems to be uncoiling. Ah. Oh god, oh god, oh god. Like, are, do you run? I'm going to try to back up just a few steps. Okay. Ninja agility. I, Toby, are you, are you standing there? I am, yeah, I am, like, right at the back, like, backing towards the entrance. Okay. Um, either one of you, would you, what are your passive perceptions? Minus one. Oh, passive. Uh, 14. Nine. 
Okay, so Oops. Toby. Yes. You can tell that it's a big old giant snake. From where you are in the back, you can tell that this is a very large snake. It is not a statue. Oh, this Samita, that, that, that looks real. <laughs> and Samita, you have five seconds to figure out whether or not you're going to run away or stay where you are. Five, four, oh God, oh three, God, oh God, what do I do? What two, do I do? Run. One, dex save. I, I'm not joking, dex save. As its head rears up. Twelve. You are able to make it just through the door as its head comes through. Um, as the both of you have exited the room, you hear nothing but a loud hiss. Oh, congratulations. Okay. You woke up a snake. Good job. I'm sorry, buddy. You're cutting out again. Yeah. <laughs> Good job, Samita. I'm the best rogue. Just kinda, the best. Kind of sound like just knocking, knocking the rust off. So is it following us, or is it just... Um, it is not pursuing you, but it is now awake and aware that there are things that have come into its home. All right. Uh... As another willow... Or another, I was going to call it a will-o'-wisp, but that's not what it is. Another little green floating flaming ball shows up and just darts down, down and then it seems to disappear around the corner. So I I tell boss to back up. I come back out of the room mm-hmm. and I'm slowly like I do. I don't like him. I am slowly trying to get back to see if it's coming out of the room. Because you're 14 and terrified of snakes. Yeah, it'll be okay, so, Toby. Yeah. I'm gonna triangulate just in case it comes out. Okay. Um, ready my ready my crossbow just in case. Okay. And you hear no sound of pursuit. Uh, did you want to keep exploring? Yes. Since I'm right here, I'm just going to peek into this room, room number four. Okay. So about these, it's those doors are just archways. Okay. Like there's no actual closing structure on it. But the okay. walls do go ceiling to floor. They are about 10 feet tall. Each hallway is about 10 feet. I try to keep it scaled. Yeah, so the hallways are 10 feet wide, and that's supposed to be the scale for this whole thing. Should we... you think it's okay for our rabbits to be down here? Maybe. I think Scampers will do okay. He's okay. a brave little chum. All right, I'm peeking into this room, room number four. Okay, and in room number four... I am pulling out my spatula. about your hot sauce? Or is your hot sauce still in your holster? I th- yeah, I will say it's in my... No, my spatula is my my uh, arcane focus, my my rod. That's the wrong thing. Here we go. You see three statues, all made of stone. Great. Do you wish to investigate? Absolutely. Are you leaving Toby out there all by himself? Oh no, I am following him. <laughs> so close. <laughs> Attached at the hip. <laughs> okay. So as you go in, you notice the little green flame. A little ball of green flame. And it kind of just circles and lands right up above this, or right next to this statue in what looks to be the statue's arms, mm. giving it a bright green light. I'm going to approach this statue, torch in hand. Mm-hmm. Does it look like I can put the torch in the statue's hand? Do you. 
Give me a perception check if you want to see what it looks like, or an investigation check if you want detail. I'll do um, Okay, I'll do perception and he'll do investigation. I think my audio is being weird again. Well, I got a 10 for perception. Okay. Uh, 23 for investigation. Okay. So, Samita, you can tell that it is the statue, or it is a statue statue. It is completely made of stone. There's even a little bits and pieces that are crumbled off, a little bit of dust, a chip here and there, a crack, or cracks scattered throughout. Toby, with your investigation, it looks, this is probably the best looking statue that you've ever seen. It looks exactly like a human if a human were to be made of stone and been eroded over time. Uh, where do you think these, what do you think made these? Oh, sorry. Also, Toby, you can see that this particular statue has slung over his back a short bow and a full quiver. Like of stone or an actual? Like an actual bow and quiver. Ooh. Um, the quiver is dried leather, and the bow is... The string is in bad shape, but the stick of the bow itself is very healthy. So I'll look at the green guy and be like, is this your bow? And it will just flit about, and then it just poofs. Huh, I guess it wasn't his bow. I'm going to slowly walk up to the next statue and look at it. Okay. Um, this one is... Very similar to the last statue in that it is carved to be and looks so lifelike. Um, this one does not have a bow and quiver. This one has a short sword slung in its hip. The short sword is in a scabbard attached to a leather belt wrapped around his waist. Ooh. I actually prepared this time. I know how to DM now. Yay. <laughs> and then I'll look at the last statue. They all look human or what I would think is uh, human. They are all, like, they are somewhere between a gnome and a human height. They're somewhere around the four-foot range, four and a half, five. And they do appear to be humans, younger humans, like teenage year, maybe. And then, so in this world, do we know, like, would I know what a human is? Or would that be, like, lost to history? Um, it would be lost to history. Okay. Oh, so these are like funny looking to me almost. Like something's off. Yes. Okay. Apparently my PlayStation is also downloading stuff and that's killing my bandwidth. So give me just a second while I deal with that. Okay. Much better. Hello. Hello. Okay. So what is the last statue? So the last statue appears to be a female and she has a couple of small knives on her. In a garter belt. Oh, Samina, this one has boobs. See, Toby, this is a girl. Those things that we've killed in the cave were ghouls. Notice the supple breasts. Welcome to Sex Ed. It's, uh, yeah, I, I look away. Um, she's wearing the shortest of skirts. Shortest of what? And this one doesn't appear to be a, a skirt. Oh. Um, this one does not appear to be a teenager. This one looks like an adult, like a younger adult. Uh, I'm going to remove the two blades from the statue. 
And if nothing are, crazy are happens... Are you going to take the entire garter? Yes, I'm going to take the entire garter, and I'm going to slide my robe open so it exposes like my upper thigh so I can slide it on and make Toby really uncomfortable. Oh, I've already walked away. Roger. As soon as you said supple breasts, I left. Or I left. <laughs> he had to back away. Uh, okay. Samita, you now have four throwing knives. Sweet. So I look at this statue over here, and I say, green guy, I've got a... Can I use your bow? And I'll grab the bow. Okay. You have a... Uh, you, it is, shit, okay, I lied a little bit, I didn't write down what they had, I wanted to wing it, because I didn't think I'd have to repeat it. Did I say it was a short bow, or a long bow? Mm, You said short. Yeah, I don't remember. So a short bow made of you, the string that is on there is tattered. Um, there is also the quiver, are you taking that? Um, yeah, might as well. Okay. There are 30 iron-tipped arrows and a leather quiver. So yeah, I will, I'll say thank you and then just kind of like put the bow over my neck or like shoulder and neck, you know, and just kind of carry it. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, nothing else weird is happening in that room. Alrighty. Interesting. All right, Toby, ready to see what else this place has? Okay. All right. I leave room four. Same here. Okay, and as you leave room four, another green thing pops out, this time through the center wall, floats in front, and then just disappears. It just goes straight back and goes through a wall. Alright, I'm going to wander up this way. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look to my left. And then look to your right. Yep, check both ways. Yay. Okay, are you looking into room five? Yes. Sorry, let me just type in these notes. Okay, so in room five, you see a bright green glowy thing. It floats right in front of the door, and it just hovers a little bit higher up, but it's getting very near the door. Excuse me, have you seen our friend Proto? And this is room number five. You see a statue in the back of the room. I got a snake. No, this one is not a snake. This one is a statue of what looks to be. I think you broke up again. Uh, hello. Oh. Hello. 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 I have you broken and unreadable. What? Do I have too many things? I will be right back. Roger. What? What? (laughs) It's like grade school all over again. Well, if he's gonna be RB, I'll be RB. Okay. Okay, Pasta, where did he go? BRB'd. Yeah, he went to go pee. I don't blame him. I have all day, every day to do nothing except for go on D&D and... I have returned. Okay. <laughs> Good, I was about to go on a rant. Tangent time. It is always tangent time, which reminds me. So after next episode, we are going to have a rounds at the night's table. Or rounds at the night stable episode where I'm going to send you guys all of our tangents and then we're going to just talk about it and just not have to do D&D so much, but just talk about all the ridiculous things that we keep on talking about. <laughs> okay. So a tangent talking about tangents? Yes. Only the entire episode will be the tangent. Roger. Just because it'll be a fun little break. 
And we can have Richard come in for a little bit. Starting right now. Okay, so yes, in room five, welcome back. There is a statue in the back corner. The floating green fiery ball thingy is floating high up on the wall just inside the archway. And that is what you can see from the doorway. Is the little green guy floating around anything or is he kind of chilling there? Just chilling. Okay, so if I see that statue, I'm going to pick up like a pebble or something and just kind of like toss it at the ground next to it. Okay, um, nothing happens. It kind of click clatters, but that is it. Nothing strange. I don't think it's a snake. Thank God. Um, did you want to go closer and look at the statue? Yes. Okay. And you get to the statue. What do I see? This statue looks remarkably lifelike, just as all the other statues have so far. And this one has a quarterstaff. Who are these people? Asking Samita or just talking out loud? Probably both. It appears that they may be powerful warriors from an ancient time. But the question is, are they statues of people or are they people turned to stone? I have a bad feeling about this. And I'll turn back around to that green thing and be like, is this, is this you? And at that, it just, it floats away and through the wall. Damn it. How, how big is this quarterstaff? Is it like, if I were to try to use it, would it be like way too big for me? So the quarterstaff is roughly two feet, give or take an inch or two. Ooh, Sumita. Yeah. Do you think it's okay if I take this too? I got a lot of stuff. I think you'll be okay. I need a new stick. I think at some point when we return to the surface, I'm going to find someone who can craft me a bag. It's just like I have some saddlebags on uh, scampers. Oh, I might be able to make that for you. That'd be great. So I'll I'll kind of poke the quarterstaff and then like wait to see if anything happens. And then if nothing happens, I'll grab it. Um, as you poke it, nothing happens. As you grab it, however, give me a wisdom save. Son of a bitch. Wisdom save. Have a plus one. Oh, what is that? Yeah. 19. Oh, a dirty 20. A dirty nice. 20. All right. So as you do, or as you grab it, you get just the briefest flash, almost as if it were a memory appearing in your head. Um, it is of this person turning around in this room, and that just all you can remember, or all you see, is him turning around, look, looking at the door, and then screaming, and that's it. And then you are back to this room, and you are holding the quarterstaff. Uh, Samita. What's wrong? Did you see that? I don't think I saw anything, right? No, Samita did not see that. Did I see what? Um, don't keep your eyes to the ground. Very well. I'm going to slowly pick up the quarterstaff, but like slowly turn around and kind of like keep my gaze to the ground and not look at the door, but like try to make sure there's nothing coming up from behind us. Like looking down, but ahead, not quite looking up. I got you. All right. Um, You are able to make your way back to the entrance of the room safely. Uh, I follow him uneasily. Yeah, I'm assuming that you two are walking together. And as you 
exit the room, there appears another green floaty thing, and it just disappears right through this door that you didn't notice was there before. Huh. Did you notice that door before? No. I'm going to go test the door. Jiggling, jiggling the, door. the door handle or whatever. Um, it does not budge. Hmm, weird. Is it locked? There doesn't seem to be any kind of keyhole. Interesting. Well, is maybe we'll find. Of, what kind of door is it? Um, much like, or unlike the very clean stone that is around, this one is made of metal. It is a dark wrought iron slab of a door. There is nope. If you want more details, you're gonna have to roll for it. But it is. It doesn't seem to be all that special. It's just a big giant iron door. I want to knock on it. Like a big tum tum tum. No, not like big loud, but like just a normal knock and just be like proto. Um, and from behind the door, you hear silence. So I want to do that little the, and then like listen for the two. Knock knocks back. And you do hear the little, but it comes from around the corner. Um, maybe it's coming from where room, this area, room seven is. That's where it seems like you heard the sound. Just down that hallway. You think that was Proto? Maybe. It's worth a shot. Well, I just skip this room and try to chase the noise. Um, as you go up to this room, you see a floating green flamey thingy and as you see it passes through the wall and then passes out here and dives back into the wall we should definitely go and check that room out i just kind of want to like stick my head in here and just peek like Uh, not actually enter but just kind of like tilt my head in just like being a nosy person and looking in as you walk past yeah kind of or like in high school when you just pop your head in to see if your friend is in that class yet, and then if they're not, you just pop your head back out and keep going. Yep, pretty much like, yeah, I'm like holding myself with the, like holding myself up, I guess, and leaning across the entryway to like stick my head in. All right. And with your dark vision, you can see almost all the way to the corner. No, actually, never mind. I'm sorry. You can see all the way to the corner. From what you can tell, this room is empty. It's uh, it's empty, I think. Hmm. All right, I'm feeling more comfortable in here, so I start moving at a faster pace, a little less sneaky. Okay. I'm a peek into room eight. Okay. Uh, in room eight, you see four of those little floating green glowy things. Um, they seem to be dancing, and as you enter into that room, you hear from the back. I am prototype. Where is my target? Huh? Proto. I just start yelling his name. From what you can tell, the there is nothing else in room number eight besides the four glowing things. The sound seemed to come from the back, which you can make out there being a small archway in the wall. Gotcha. I am going to approach the archway. You okay. might be able to find him, Toby. Do you hear him? Yeah, but I hope he's okay. Yeah. And as you enter room seven. Um, do you enter together or separately? I'll say I got excited thinking I'd find him, so I think I rushed in by myself initially. Yeah, I probably wouldn't be too far behind him. I don't want to get away from him. Okay. Um, so when Samita passes through the doorway, this one, 
goes and just floats right next to the arch, as does this one on opposite sides, just illuminating the archway. And I'll say a thank you and then go right in between. Yeah, and they're floating fairly high up, maybe four or five feet. Oh, jeez. Okay, so for this one, this is also color coding. I need certain of them to be marked. Okay. So as you enter, this is what you see. Uh, One, two, three statues are off to your left. There are one, two, three, four statues off to a distance in your right. There is also a green glowy thing. And that is what you can see as soon as you enter the room. Proto. Proto. You get no response. Okay. I'm going to start wandering up to these statues and investigating them. Oh, no. I fell. <laughs> oh, shit. <coughs> I, finally get, <coughs> I finally get to put a swear jar for Toby. <coughs> hey. Oh, no. <coughs> there we go. There he is. I'm back. Okay. Ah, oh, sorry. Now that you're done seizing on the floor. <laughs> All right. So the gray statue that you go up to, it looks to be a, a normal person. Um, with your passive perception, it is not true. All right. I'll just move on to the next one. So you want to see if any of those on the other side of the room? Hi guys, Jim the Dim here. Um, just a quick little editor's note. I was having some technical difficulties and Craig kind of cut out, so I had to do some switching up of devices. I'm going to apologize right now for the remainder of this episode. I have really bad audio because I'm using a Bluetooth headset instead of a good one. So, also I lost some of the audio that was in between when I lost Craig and switched devices. My apologies, I will try to record what I said at a later date and I'll come back to record and we'll re-edit these episodes. Um, Until then, here's the remainder of this. Sorry for the quality again. Damn right. Welcome back, Craig. Please don't ever run away like that again. So what was happening? Uh, I moved up to check this other statue. Oh, okay. With your passive, you can see that this is also not Proto. Damn it. Move to the left, like Samita said, and check the first black one on the left here. Okay. Um, That one with your passive, it is not Proto. So I'll kind of whisper as I go along, Proto. Um, Proto. You get no response. We'll come up here by this other statue and stare at the the green flame thingy. I'm going to be like, Proto? Um, As you see that, the little green flame glowy guy goes back here and tucks behind this statue. I approach. Okay. And as you look at the statue, you will have to roll for me. Give me a perception. Ten. This is not Proto. Hmm. Are you my dad? Dad? Oh, God. Are you my dad? Nope. What not about going these? down the rabbit hole. Not going down that rabbit hole. I'm not about to talk podcasts again. I've been doing it all day. Not that I'm complaining, but we're actually playing D&D. Trying to. Um, so, no, it is not Proto. It is not your dad. Your dad is still up there 
back in the night stable and finish or no they probably would have went home by now and are very sad but your dad has recovered from being the fainting japanese anime dad <clears throat> um samita it is not proto however the little green thingy repeats again where is my target oh my god the green thing said so i heard that it emanates from the green thing so okay i'll turn around start making my way over here you're able to navigate through safely did that did that green thing just speak yeah it sounded just like proto proto is that you um samita what things do you have hanging from your garment because you're a rogue so i'm assuming you have like little pockets here and there yeah i have a couple pouches on my belt and i have some random trinkets Hanging off of that belt as well. All right. Uh, go ahead and describe a couple of those trinkets. Okay. One of them is a chain of tiny, ornate silver skulls. You would assume, you know, maybe like kind of like mini sugar skulls. And there's a whole bunch of them. It's like mm. as if you were to have just a regular chain slung together, but they're all just little skulls. Okay. And then hanging off of a couple of them are miscellaneous, like, monster parts, like feathers and such okay um would you happen to have any like jewelry no i do not have any jewelry <clears throat> or anything that would be shiny my belt itself is encrusted with a few little gold bits actually i'm stupid i don't know why i didn't think about this earlier so your rapier rapier yes uh, the little green glowy thing flies into the pommel of your rapier. Huh. And now from your sword, you just hear the echo of... I am Very interesting. I feel like this might be be Proto's spirit or uh, something of the sort. He was starting to kind of tweak out before he disappeared. What's in that hot sauce? Jesus. I, I don't... I don't know. So good, he just he couldn't handle anything else. Life was just not worth living anymore. That hot sauce man. It's just so good, it makes you want to slap your mama. So, do you guys want to do anything else in this room? Um, I think that's it. We've got to unravel this mystery of why Proto is a little green thing and why all these other little green things are down here. Are these the people who have eaten your hot sauce and died a couple days later? (laughs) No. These statues have been here far longer. Gotcha. Does any one of these statues stand out more than the others? Um, you can't, You guys didn't really take a good look at any of them, other than those first four in rooms four and five. Uh, the ones in these rooms, you kind of just quickly looked at, noticed it wasn't Proto, and then moved on. So you didn't really get a good look at any of them. So, okay, so yeah, I'm going to look around and see if anything, like, catches my eye. Like, if they're holding anything or, like, maybe pointing or um, they if one all looks different a- from the others. If you both want to give me, if one of you wants to roll perception at advantage, that would be great. But then the other person wouldn't get to re-roll, or the other person wouldn't be giving a check. So if Samita wanted to assist Toby with the perception check... Toby would hit, would have advantage, but Samita would not be able to do a perception. All right, Toby, I'll let you go ahead. You've got better perception than me. Okay. 
I am lagging. Okay, hold on. Something's happening. There we go. And that would be who? Uh, nine. Oh, but it's advantage. Oh, ad- advantage, yes. Okay, so it's a little better. That'd be uh sixteen. Okay, that's good enough. Um, you guys are able to make it back to the archway without anything happening. Okay. Um, you guys are both going at the same time is how I'm going to do this, so if one of you doesn't move it, that's fine. Um. (coughs) I am, like, lagging really... Nope. What is happening? Okay, we're just going to leave that there for now. (laughs) Okay. Um... So, yes. Okay, yeah. so what do we perceive? <coughs> oh, bless you. Corona. <laughs> I have corona. a Corona, but it's in my fridge. Damn it. No, I think there's something in my mouth again. Um, that roll, you guys are, are, you are both able to make it back to the archway. Okay. Um, without incident, so nothing really bad happened. Or nothing of mention happened. You guys just get there safely. As you get to the archway, the two that are kind of chilling up top, they glow very, very, very bright. But that is all for now. Pull out my rapier and point to my jewel encrusted in the hilt pommel. Uh, so as you show the pommel, your pommel glows and it says, Where is my target? Ooh. I'm going to experiment with pointing my rapier and see if it changes what he says. Just pointing in different directions. Um, are you pointing it at anything in particular? Uh, I'll, I'll start by pointing at this uh, this statue. At that one? The moment that you point your rapier at the statue, it flies from your hand and lodges itself directly in the stone statue. Ooh. Ah. How'd you do that? I didn't do anything. I'm going to go back and try to retrieve it. Okay. Do you touch the statue? I'm just grabbing my rapier and trying to remove it. Um, Give me strength. That would be a 16. You're able to pull it free. Very interesting. Proto may not be with us, but he might be able to assist assist me. You really think that's Proto? I don't know, man. I haven't seen him anywhere. Let's We could check these other rooms out, see if we could find him, but it's just weird. I wonder what all these other green wisps are. I don't know. As you bring attention to it, and this is why I love not planning out how to do the big areas, because now I get to have fun. As you refer to all the glowing green things, they each seem to grow very bright, and each of them flies at you at phenomenal speed, and comes, each one comes to rest in one of the small little silver skulls. Damn it. So many S's, you suck. Small, small silver, silver skulls. skulls. Small each silver sugar them, skulls. Each one of them now is giving off a similar green glow as your pommel go ahead and give me four separate con save oh boy 19 19 20 okay six okay and eight okay so two of them you pass the other two you do not and for the two that you do pass you get two very similar visions but obviously from two separate occurrences it is of 
from first person, you just see that you are going down a hallway and you hear a noise behind you. And as you turn to look up, all you see is a glowing yellow. And then it that's the last thing. And you come back to your senses where you are. Um, you take two points of psychic damage. And four of your sugar skulls now have green things. Uh, Toby, this is the same kind of vision that you had earlier when you touched the quarters. Well, that was weird. What happened? I don't know. I saw this like yellow flashing light. It was blinding. It's, it's, I, I think I got a migraine now. Um, it wasn't so much right. flashing. It was more like a glow stick. Gotcha. I think I saw something similar. Uh, Toby, you saw the exact same scene, except without the yellow glowing. This place is weird. Yeah, I don't know if I like it. Maybe we should hurry. Agreed. Start trekking away. (laughs) And as you get out to that room, you hear just a very loud... (laughs) Coming from your right. Excuse me. No, it was louder than Toby's tummy trouble. Hmm. So yeah, if I hear that, I'm like... Uh-uh. 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 Have some bravery, Toby. <laughs> he gone. How's, uh, how's Boston? They are... The last time that you had seen... Er, so, Boston Scampers have been kind of chilling. They don't seem to be frightened, but they're not at ease. Like, they're just... They are aware, but they're also not going to leave either of you. Uh, Samita, are you going to be reckless? Always. Okay. Toby, are you already gone? I'm not scared. You're scared. I go towards the large room at the end of the hall. Alright. Uh, there is a very large, large cavern. This is supposed to be a 50 by 60 foot room. In one corner, there is... I'm just going to use this because it's the best I have. In the far corner, there is just a big, giant pile of what looks like nastiness covered in rubber that's wet you just like a big hulking mass it's oh the ceiling in here is also vaulted and 70 feet oh there's proto <laughs> <clears throat> um beyond that you can't really tell too much you'd have to actually go into this room the glow that has been permeating everywhere is not present in this particular room so it is dark I enter the room. And as you enter the room, um, your small little silver skull charms, silver sugar skull charms, are attempting to pull back, as is the pommel of your sword, your rapier. They are both, or they're all kind of trying to, like, gently pull on it back, almost as if they're refusing to enter the room. Hmm. What's that, boys? Somebody fell in the well? Yeah, it was Samita. I am going to use <laughs> Unseen Servant. Okay. And have my Unseen Servant wander the room and uh, so I can find out what's going on. So, as your Unseen Servant, did you want to use a block? Yeah, I was going to grab a block. Samita, what are you doing? I'm sending my Unseen Servant to investigate the room. I feel uneasy okay. about this. <clears throat> Um, as your servant gets to, so far, as your servant gets to about here, you feel your connection with it lost, and your spell is no longer going. Damn it. And not 
in like a oh it ran out like in a somebody squashed your servant. Well, that's no good. I think yep. we need some light in here. Um. Okay. Hold on. And so I'll grab a a couple of those iron tip arrows. Oh, yeah. You both have a green flame torch that is lit. Oh yeah, I forgot about the torch. It's just the room itself is not bright, and it's just large enough that the Samita would not be able to see everything. I think the light of so, a torch is only bright for about 10 feet and then 20 dim and the rest would be dark. Toby, you have dark vision, so I believe you have you can see in, as if in dim light for 60, 60 feet. Um, yeah, you can see in darkness shades of gray up to 60. Okay. Yeah, so you are able to see the entire room. Okay, so I'm going to grab my torch and look at the green flame and say sorry buddy and i'm going to toss my torch in an area that's like the darkest uh you could throw it the furthest away would be towards the big lumpy thing in the back and as it lands there um the floor begins to shake as the pile of gunk begins to move is it moving towards us? Um, it is seeming to uncoil, much like the snake statue in room uh-huh. number three. It is beginning to uncoil somewhat, but it's more like just a cinnamon roll, kind of. Instead of just like one long coil, it's more like a cinnamon roll where there's many... Sorry, not a cinnamon roll. It's like a uh, rose. There are many, many different parts of it that are moving all at one time. Onions have layers. But not everybody wants it to be an onion. Parfait. So not a parfait. I'm gonna cake. Everybody loves cake. Everybody loves cake. I'm a, a ready my crossbow. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm gonna grip my quarterstaff, and then I'm going to click my little uh, spatula into my armor, and then get ready for whatever is about to happen. Okay. Um, and completely unfolded before you, behind the light of. A green flaming torch unfurls the five heads of a hydra. Nope. Oh my god. I'm out. It makes direct eye contact with the both of you, unless you can make me a dex save or an athletic save to dodge out of the room quick enough. An athletic save. <laughs> or, oh, geez, yeah, so athletics would be a strength save. So, what, what kind of save? Sorry. Yeah. Um, athletics. Or Dex. Oh, awesome! Both are zero. All right, then I'll just uh, I'll just do a Dex check. So seventeen. Okay. So you're able to make it out in before the Hydra finishes unfurling it, or before it can lock its eyes on you. Uh, I got an eleven. Toby, you are just out. You're barely managed to turn your head in time to avoid locking in eye contact. Um, it does get full view of you, though, and it sees you. At this point, it is not attempting to follow you, but you can hear it r- grumble angrily from the corner. Um, you do have a chance to escape before we have to get into initiative. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm going to try and back out this door. Toby, run! Yeah. Uh, you're able to make it out of the room. What the hell was that thing? I don't know, did you see that head? I saw all five of them. Yeah, what the f- Sorry, almost messed up. What the heck is going on? I have no idea, Toby. I think we should probably get out of here. And 
And then from the hilt of your sword, you just hear... Fuckity, fuck, fuck. Yep, I think that's Proto. <laughs> <laughs> we scoping out room nine on our way out? Um, Quick in room nine, before you are able... or As you get close to it, um, you can hear through the archway a very loud hissing noise. Poor snakes. Oh my god, this place sucks. That's... <laughs> Yep, I think it's time to leave, Toby. <laughs> we could see if anybody in town knows anything about these wisps. Um, this, wait, uh, uh, go back to this corner real quick. Um, as you round that last corner in the hallway, sorry, I'm seeing way too far out. Out from behind you follows this little green glowy dude. And as he zips past, he gets right in front of the door and disappears and poof. And that was in directly in front of the large iron door that didn't have a keyhole. I'm going to attempt to open the door again. Uh, go ahead and give me a strength check. It is a heavy 15. Door. You're able to wedge the door open. And as you do, you hear a whimpering noise coming from within. That's not cool. Hello? Hello? Anybody in here? And you just heard a loud whimpering noise. That's just a blank token. It is not a statue. All right. Just, I'm, I'm going to approach it. Um, you can't really see anything in this room. There also is, for some reason, zero glowing. As you enter into the doorway, <clears throat> sorry, as you enter the doorway, you hear just sounds of whimpering. And as you go further in using your torch to lead you, you can see off in the distance a large pile of mossy stone. And this strikes you as very odd since you've not seen any moss anywhere else in this entire cavern. Not even on the way down was there moss. It has just been nothing but sheer stone the entire way. Resting in upon the pile of rocks and moss where it's most comfortable, you see a shiny white pelt. Pelt? Yes. It looks almost like a red panda's tail. Interesting. Well, I've got my torch, so I can see a little bit better. I'm going to approach it. Um, as you get in, right as you get about sorry, halfway in, you hear in your head just a whispering of, who are you? Do I hear uh, that too, or just him? Uh, you both hear it, but it is not... Like, you don't hear it, hear it, it's in your head, like, telepathically. Oh. Sorry, stoner brain doesn't help when trying to explain this concept. I am Samita. Who are you? And it just, or in your, or Toby, do you also respond? Yeah, and I feel like I probably say it at the same time Samita says his name, I'd be, be like, Hi, I'm Toby. And you guys are saying it aloud? Yes. Yeah. And then you just hear whispered why have you come we're looking for our friend proto yeah have you seen him and you hear this time not so much a um you hear a not so soft and subtle whimpering noise coming from atop the rocks but the pelt begins to move and it looks directly at you and it just says help and collapses and tumbles off of the stone I'm going to rush over there, see if I can figure out what the animal is. 
Same here. I'll run over there as soon as I quit lagging. Oh, gosh. Okay. Um, really quick. I'm over there. Gotcha. Um, you do not know what this animal thing is. You have not seen anything like it. You have never heard of anything like it. Does it look... Is it humanoid or... Like um, so, did you ever watch Spirited Away? Absolutely. Yes. It's like one of my favorites. Okay, so if Haku was like three feet long. Oh, it's a cute little fur snake. Oh, so it's like Mushu? Yes. It's a white but furry. Entirely Mushu. white, and instead of having green on it. Or no, actually, I do like the green. So it looks a lot like Haku in the dragon form, or the river spirit form. But it's okay. white, and it's got tinges of green flecks, and its feathery hair is also green. It's got these very, very pristine, almost moonstone-looking horns, and it's got two long, very dark green whispers, whiskers coming off of its snoot. Um, snoot. It looks to be exhausted. I'm going to rummage around in my satchel and try to find my tacos. And give it a ta- offer it a taco. And it eats the taco and feels a bit restored and a little bit stronger. And it just looks at you and says, I must escape. And it's seeming to be just as feeble. All right, Toby, this has just turned into a rescue mission. We need to save <sighs> this poor animal. Here, let's see if we can get him on my, on my saddle. I've got some... Yeah, let's, uh, let's uh, plop him on there. So, yeah, I want to... See if I can't put him, like, at the top of my saddle or something and then get on. Yeah. So he's kind of, like, laying across. I keep forgetting that you guys are little, so I'm sorry. (laughs) He's not, like, two feet. He's, like, 14 to 15 inches long. Oh, so he's little, little. Like, long enough that he could ride, or it would be able to be worn upon one shoulder. Yeah, I was just going to say, can I throw it on me like a boa? Uh... At this point, while it's unconscious, I am going to say yes, but Perfect. it will be a thing that we will have to revisit later on. Gotcha. I have included many plot hooks into this very specific dungeon, and you guys could not have done a better job. Perfect. All right. So I, th- I put him over my shoulders like a boa, but I keep a hand on him just so he doesn't fall off. I'm like, like all right, you're Toby. Holding a ferret. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, all right, Toby. Like, let's get out of here. Little baby hold. Um, as you exit, your sword um, pommel and your sh- silver sugar skull charms uh, begin to glow a little bright, but they don't seem to be reacting much more than just glowing extra bright. You are okay. able to make it the rest of the way out unless you decide to pop into any of the rooms. Nope, I'm just going to try and get out of here. Okay, uh, before you go up and out, we have just a little bit left. Um, when you go past the statue, or when you go around it, you can also walk across the, the grave things that go. Um, that one little is wide enough for you fields. to walk. Yeah, they're wide enough to go, but this statue takes up front and center. Um, as you get close enough to it, you can see that the glow from each of the objects that are on you, Samita, each of them that is glowing bright green, in its reflection, you see the 
ethereal versions of these statues that you saw inside. They seem to be walking with you in unison, almost as if they, you are, uh, like your image is out of sync on a wave line. So there's like a few different versions of you, but each of the ones beside you is a different spirit form of the statue. And that's what you see reflected. Uh, Toby, you see the same thing, but it is the short bow and the quarterstaff that are glowing somewhat green. Oh. And you notice it because the black obsidian of the cloaky material is super black and super glossy. So it's almost as if it's like a void mirror. Like it just goes back into nothingness. So do I... back to nothingness. But you just see it. There is nothing too much that you can do about it. If you interact, it's just... It's more of a hallucination than anything. And you are able to make your way up and out the holes. I took two points of psychic damage. Yeah. Yeah, we forgot a room. That's okay. You guys will be back. (laughs) I made sure that you would be back. Um, We're just going to quick travel on the way up. And I'll clean all of it up. Okay. Yeah. Ooh, oh God, something's tweaking out. The purple's tweaking out. So we quick travel you guys up. And you make it back to the surface. Just, let's see. It would now be about three. We'll say it's about an hour before sunup when you make it back to the surface. Just oh, because you guys are coming back up. Like five, six o'clock in the morning. Just because coming up takes longer, you're going uphill, you're tired, um, you don't have any encounters, and you safely make it to the surface. And I'm okay with calling it here if you guys are okay with that. Yeah, let's get cut. Or if you have something quick, we can. I'm okay with it. Um, no, not really, because it's a little bit too early. It's just going to be you guys go off, um, go back to the night stable inn, and you just go up to the room and call it. And, um, All right. Sounds good. You guys have been down there for about, let's see, five years. Almost 13 hours. So you guys are just wiped out. Um, everybody goes to bed, and everybody gets a long rest. Poor boss. He's probably just dead. Yeah. Conked out as soon as you guys got them back to the stable. I'm going to make a little makeshift, like, nestingy for the creature at the foot of my bed. And, like, tuck him in and give him a couple pats. And be like, it's going to be okay. And you guys go to bed or fall asleep shortly before the sun begins to come up. And that is where we will end stuff. Where I turn off. Sounds good. Bye, Craig. Peace. Bye, Craig. Huh?